Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat from a Hat. I am your host, Josh Brown, along with my co-host, Caleb Luther. Caleb, how are you? I'm awful. My God, <laughs> I know you have been. You've been kind of sick. Been a little sick. I, you know, I'm not as sick today, but if you get, there are, or there are other things that are preventing me from feeling great. Like if you get Nancy like sick hunger. before Taylor Swift, she will kill. She's, she's got a couple you. weeks. Okay, she's got t- twelve days. I mean, not from the time this episode airs, she won't have 12 days. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> We're recording this a whole week in advance. But, uh, yeah. Uh, been a little sick. Definitely recovering, though. Uh, I'm just really hungry right now. I'm burning up. So, we have the fan running in here. So, if you hear a fan in the background, who cares? Get over it. It's going to be fine. We have to put, we have to have it on to survive yes. in this episode. Yeah, so quite, quite a thing of survival. My, my rant beginning of the episode. Ca- Caleb, what did we talk about the last time that we were on the air? Because I, quite frankly, oh don't remember. What did we talk about? We talked about the top, our top ten movies of the last five years. That's yeah, what we talked yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, that's what um, we talked about. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that episode. Um, a lot of good movies. Again, if you haven't checked out that episode, go check out that episode. Watch some of those movies, and you'll probably be really happy with some of the selections on those lists. So, Caleb, yeah. um, we just got back from the grand opening of Atomic Comics and Collectibles here in Logan. Yeah. Um, our friends Michael and Leslie Dameron own the shop, um, and we thought that we would do a little on-site interview with them. Yeah. Well, let me rephrase I that. Did, I, did, I did the I, on-site keep in mind, interview people, with them. I was dying during this. I still am kind of. So, so jo- it was better for Joss to take the lead on this. I says I say something at the end. So, it's so, very important. It's very important. <laughs> so. Caleb, what we're going to do now is we're going to go to that interview with them, and then when we come back, yeah. uh, we will talk about their their store a little bit and what we saw there yeah, while we sure. were there. And uh, then we'll talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. Does that sound fun? Sound yeah. cool? All yeah. right. Let's go to that interview. All right, so we are here with Michael and Leslie Dameron, the owners of Atomic Comics and Collectibles here in Logan. Guys, uh... Welcome to the show. Glad that you all are here. Uh, tell us a little bit about Atomic Comics and Collectibles. When did it get started? You want to go? You want me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you go. Uh, we started it as an actual <laughs> business in 2018. Uh, we've been working for the last five years to try to get this open. Uh, we've done this our whole marriage, basically. Uh, we got married in 2010, and uh, we've done it as a side hobby uh, for a long time. And uh, just figured we'd start a business for it. Oh, that's very, very cool. Very cool. So where are you guys located and what are your hours here? Uh, We are at 411 Stratton Street in downtown Logan. And the hours are Tuesday through Saturday uh, from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. So uh, what sort of pop culture uh, stuff were you all into growing up? I see around the store there's Funkos, there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's Star Wars, there's Marvel. Um, I see classic gaming consoles back here. There's a little bit of everything. Uh, So I'm going to assume that's especially the classic consoles and stuff and some of the things that I don't even know what they are because these are before my time even. But um, a lot of collectibles and really cool stuff here. But what what sort of things were you all into growing up as, as kids? Do you want to go first? Yeah, um, I really got into Star Wars in uh, late middle school, early high school, throughout. And uh, but I always loved like the old NES and PlayStation One, and you know, I always play video games, and you know, and I always like Barbies and stuff like that too. But I don't know, I just like all this kind of stuff. I'm I'm really eclectic, so that's that's basically our store. It's just one big eclectic pop culture. <laughs> and me, I was uh, a little bit older. I started out with the Atari and uh, the Nintendo. Uh, Spider-Man was my big thing and Ninja Turtles. Uh, and then it just kind of evolved into a little bit of everything. Power Rangers, my pet monster, uh, just a bunch of different things like that. Spider-Man. I, I said Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> I out for a second. Sorry. <laughs> So, uh, what made you decide to get into this uh, this wild world of selling like pop culture stuff? Like, what was what what made you think you know what I'm going to open up a store and just start selling things, um, especially pop culture related things? Because you know it's a like I said, it's a wide mass variety of stuff that you can sell. But what made you think of the things that you wanted to sell here in your shop? Yeah. Uh, we like I said, I've done this almost my entire life uh, ever since I could have money to do so. Uh, when I was younger, I would do it to uh, 
mainly trade buddies and sell things to further my own personal collections. Uh, and then as we got married, I kept doing the same thing, and we would do that to kind of help fund vacations and things like that as well. Just and like then, a side uh, hustle for right. a while, yeah. And then I got hurt at work in 2014, and it went from side hustle to... Survival. Survival, yeah. <laughs> so uh, once we did that, uh, we set up at our first con with just some of my personal items and uh, done very well. And we thought, you know what? let's do this we, we we do it for fun anyway let's do it as a business and try it so. that was something that you had always wanted to do too and just never like it was either the timing went right or yeah. you just i don't know you just never done it and then it was like okay now we have that little push that we needed i mean even though circumstances wasn't great we had that push that we needed and now we're here yep. <laughs> so um like I said, I was looking around and there's all kinds of things. What are going to be, if someone that doesn't know anything about your store, when they walk in or they're just thinking about coming in, what can they expect to see that you're selling here at the store? Like just a summation of all the things that you'll be selling here. Um, old action figures, new action figures, uh, old video games, uh, comic books, of course, uh, final records. And, uh, movie posters. Yeah, movie Movie posters, yeah. Vintage political memorabilia, U.S. coins and currency. Yeah. Just a bunch of different collectibles. Like you said earlier, very eclectic, uh, very eclectic store. Very cool, very cool. Well, we, Caleb and myself, want to congratulate you on your grand opening here. Um, this place is absolutely awesome. The ceiling is awesome. The light fixture is awesome. Your, your collection of stuff that you've got is awesome in here. Folks, if you get a chance, you're in the area, come down, check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles here in downtown Logan. Um, also, check them out on Facebook. They do ship things, I believe. Is that correct? Yes. They do ship things to anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. They will come and uh, send you things that you might see on their Facebook page. But if you want to be that person that wants to come to a brick-and-mortar store and check out everything that they have, come down here and check them out. Uh, again, you can rewind and hear their uh, their hours from earlier or send them a message and ask them um but come down here and check them out check them out on facebook check them out wherever they might be on social media where can people find you on social media uh, right now we just have the, the facebook page uh but hopefully as time progresses we'll we'll expand to a couple other venues as well but as of now it's just the facebook page okay and we will leave a link um on our facebook page to their facebook page and uh like I said, come down here and see them. Caleb, you have anything to add since you're just standing here? I bought a Nintendo 64, and it's awesome. Yay. So, yeah, come out and see them. See what they got. They're going to have more stuff coming in daily, so come check them out. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you all you. Uh, for coming in or coming in. Well, for us coming, getting to come, <laughs> for us getting to come to you. And uh, All right. Yeah, get out. Get out of your own store. Uh, yes, but folks, come check them out. Got some really awesome stuff here. And uh, let's talk Sonic the Hedgehog. All right, Caleb, and we're back. Amazing so, interview. So, thank you. I did my best. You, so you, good. you, you did so well dying. there at the well, end. Listen, I'd already, I'd already did my big thing the, for the day when I was by this in '64. Caleb, let me tell you something. Never had one before. We so. have some, we have some vegan black garlic dry roasted mi mixed nuts here, and I'm gonna try one real quick. You've had one, and you know, you know the. Yeah, well, you know I, the had, I had a cashew, and I didn't like them. So you know the result. You know it's gonna be bad. It just tastes like straight up uh, garlic. Yeah, that's terrible. Don't, don't try this. Don't one. eat that. Don't ever don't eat. eat that. Vegan black garlic dry roasted mixed nuts from <coughs> Target. Don't eat those. Not a sponsor. Don't do it. Anyway, so Caleb, what did you um, what did you see around Atomic Comics? I know you bought the sixty four. I'm a little jealous. I've never had one. I didn't have one growing it up. It is my favorite. For some reason, of all I just, time. for some reason, I don't know why my brain just latched onto this box with this N sixty four. Apparently, Michael said that it had been opened once in the in the nineties mm -hmm. and. Uh, Played, played once, put, played put, once and put, put back, everything back in. And, so. and like I was telling you before, if it's got all of the papers and stuff in it and it is a complete in-box uh, console, then you've got yourself quite a uh, yeah a little thing there. I have a lot of memories around the N64 without playing it. I just remember mm -hmm. seeing it in the stores mm -hmm. and they had the little like, setup that you could play at, at like Toys R Us and Walmart. Yes, yeah, they didn't have it. So the uh, the N sixty four was probably my it, it's my favorite console. There's no question. Um, yeah. Super Mario sixty four is great. 
uh, GoldenEye 007 is great, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Donkey Kong, Banjo Kazooie. Um, God, I mean, I WWF No Mercy, Star Fox. so good. Star Fox, yes, dude. Um, the Rumble Pack. I forget about the Rumble Pack. Kirby. Kirby's is on there. The, yeah, there's a, a Kirby game okay, on okay. it. Um, Legend. Kinect? Oh, duh. Legend of Zelda. Is Kirby connected to Mario? Um, not? not really. Okay, I just didn't know. No, I don't know anything. Um, it's a different. It's a I different don't know company. things. I don't it's know okay. Nintendo. It's okay. Never had it. Never had a Nintendo console in my whole well, life. I, I take that back. I did have a Wii. Okay. Years later, it was a yeah. hand me down. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, the shop. The shop looks looks great, and they're gonna. It and does. Apparently, they only have like half of what they're gonna have in. They're gonna get more stuff in mm-hmm. every day. So. And it's, it's already it'd be like a, kind of a new adventure every yeah. time you go in there. Yeah. Which is and it's, exciting. And the thing of it is, is it's even with what they have in there right now, it's oh, very it's, great. it's very organized. Yeah. yeah um, everything is the ceiling is, is incredible. Oh yeah, the ceiling is is and so the, beautiful. Yeah, the light and the light fixture and everything. Yeah. It really looks like you're stepping into a futuristic looking cool. uh, shop, and it's really cool. Cool place uh, for Logan, that's for sure. Absolutely, definitely yeah. the coolest place in Logan right now. So, yeah. uh, just just on looks alone. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb, so I guess now we are going to talk about a character that is near and dear to our hearts. That you can't play on the Nintendo That you can't 64. play on Nintendo 64, uh, because there was a war still brewing at this time. And I think Nintendo won that between war. They did. Between <laughs> Nintendo and the giant known as Sega. Sega. So Caleb, that was one of the, they played that before some Sega games. They do. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, for instance, they play that before. Do they? They, they do. do, don't they? They yeah. do. Yeah, we're talking about Sonic we're the talking Hedgehog. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog The today. mascot of for Sega for Sega. Similar to how Mario was kind of the mascot for yeah. all things Nintendo. And that's that's actually the first thing that I was going to uh, say. I was going to do that's a little bit too. of history. I had that, too. as my very yep. first thing. Yep. So Sonic was created in 1991. Mm-hmm. Sonic was made as a flagship property or mascot. For Sega, who was competing against Nintendo. I see, you got on Wikipedia also. I got on Wikipedia as well, that's right. <laughs> so, Nintendo had the highest control of the market share in 1991 for the video game market. After yeah. the, the video game crash of the, the late 80s, uh, the NES came out and just took over the world. Yeah. Um, what Sonic was released, though, and actually came in as a pack-in title for the, 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 the Sega Genesis, kind of got even. Kind of got a little bit fairer in the market share. Yeah, I have no recollection of that. I was mm-hmm. one, but I can believe it. <laughs> I was I one as it. well, but I have I've watched a lot of video game documentaries I, in my life. Again, I am uh, illiterate to Mario. Mm-hmm. I've never, aside from Mario Kart and mm-hmm. like a uh, Super Mario Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. I've never really played a Mario yep. game. So Sonic to me is is the guy. Right, right, He's the guy. Well, see now the thing of it was is that back in this time there was a marketing campaign for Sega, mm-hmm. and Sega would uh, Sega's marketing campaign is Sega. Does does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> that was their marketing. <laughs> and Sega was more geared toward the 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 teenager, the uh, the preteen and the more mature audience compared to the goody goody two shoes of Nintendo. Yeah. Um, well Mortal Kombat was more exactly more violent on Sega yeah. than it was yeah. on Nintendo. Even though even though uh, the Super Nintendo had more buttons on the controller for as far as fighting games go, I still think that yeah. Mortal Kombat is superior on the Genesis just for the sure. arcade feel. Yeah. Um so yeah, so Sega was able to take uh, a huge share of the market back from Nintendo in nineteen ninety one. Um, Sonic became a pack-in title for the Genesis. Um, yeah, and then it just took off after after that. Yeah. So the the game the game like the very first Sonic game dropped in '91. So what, what do you, do we think that that was like the fir- kind of the first game for Sega Genesis or no 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 there was some games before were there, games before there were games before when that. did Sega Genesis start like '89 oh, or '90 some. Oh, the the master system was even before that because uh-huh. there was the master system which was Sega's eight bit uh, answer yeah, okay. to uh, the Nintendo, right. and then the Genesis was the sixteen bit. And for the people that are listening in different parts of the country or different parts of the world, uh, the Genesis and the master system is the American versions of what we're talking about. So if you're in a a different uh, market, then 
you know, then, yeah. you know, you just have to figure out what console was your console. Yeah. Um, so Caleb, go ahead. What's uh, what's your first experience of playing this game? Was you like me? Was this like the first Sonic game you played, or was this like the second or third Sonic game you played? Sonic Two was the first Sonic game I ever played because it was a pack-in uh-huh. title with my Genesis. Okay, and I I compl- I remember pulling uh, having the cartridge, and the cartridge said "Not for resale" on it I, yeah, uh, I had on that. the on the yeah. sticker. As a kid, I didn't get I didn't really like think about that or anything mm-hmm. like that, but. Looking back on it today, I would have been so mad yeah. if I would have had a not for resale sticker slapped on a cover of a game because I'm very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm very anal about them. Sure. <laughs> now, like it has to be, any my video game cases have to all be. I have that on one of my- I might have that on my, my Sonic 1. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I have all three of them still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm thinking Sonic 1 might have been maybe the third Sonic game that I played. Really? Maybe. Okay. It, it all happened... It's all a blur. So, but Sonic because I didn't start. I didn't start playing Sega Genesis until mm-hmm. I was five or six. Mm-hmm. So like all the games had already been out. Same. Like the, the, three, Same. the first three games yep. had already been out. Uh, so... I was catching up, and then I spent up until I was like ten or eleven when I mm-hmm. transitioned into PS One, PS Two. But, but yeah, uh, I, yeah, Sonic One though was probably unlike you was the last one that I ever played. It was always my. It was always growing up. It was always my least favorite of the original Sonic games. Yeah. But you know, in retrospect, you couldn't spin that. In retrospect, in retrospect, there's a lot of amazing elements to it that yes. uh, that make it. I, it, it, it's hard for me to say that it's the worst Sonic game still. I don't know. I'd have to go through. No, it is them. not the worst Sonic game. Think, I, we no, will no, get I mean, to the worst Sonic game. I mean, out game. of the, the first three. Those first okay. three. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the music was composed by Masato Nakamura, Nakamura, who was a bassist of a J-pop band called Dreams Come True. Mm-hmm. And uh, Green Hill Zone, first level of this first Sonic game. Mm-hmm. Uh, memorable level, memorable music. Oh, absolutely. And it's probably still the most memorable music of any mm-hmm. of the... The Sonic games, and uh, well, I said this is my favorite game. I think, looking back at all the music on this game, I think that yeah. it, it might have my favorite music. Like I think every level is just like incre- even like levels that I hate. The music, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, that's a banger. See, that was the thing I was going to ask. Actually, I had made us a little side note here of just some general questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to ask later what your favorite song and stuff was. So, Green Hill Zone is your well, Green Hill Zone. Would you say favorite? I, I, I don't know. It's 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 definitely the most memorable. Uh, mm-hmm. Music for any of the Sonic games. I'm not sure if it's my favorite. Uh, cause there's a few on this first game that mm-hmm. I just think uh, mm-hmm. are really like Labyrinth Zone. I d- uh, a couple years ago, or last year, I did some uh, instrumental covers. Mm-hmm. You can find them on YouTube of Labyrinth Zone and Green Hill Zone, and one of the levels from Sonic Three, like the mm-hmm. snow snowy zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, all those songs just they really translate really well into like rock songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. Th- the first game's music is just classic. Yeah. It's like super duper classic. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about like how this game was received, like how how people genuinely liked it, critics and like what kind of sales it did. Because uh, obviously the game was extremely well mm-hmm. received. Uh, I don't. I was looking up. I was looking up these different like gaming websites, and I don't know any of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this website called Ace. I don't know what that. Never heard of it. So uh, uh, Sonic got a nine nine hundred twenty five out of a thousand. That's their, that's their grade. Wow. Scale. Wow. Wow. And uh, and uh, Ace is a multi-format computer and video games magazine. Wait, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, it yeah. won Game of the Year at the Golden Joystick Awards that year. Wow. Sonic 1 did. Wow. Uh, and it sold 24 million copies worldwide across all platforms. That's insane. Is that insane? Because I don't know the... 24... I assume at that's that, insane. At, that sounds at that like time, a lot. At that time, yes, I, I would say that's I don't know if it's at that insane. time or not. I don't know if that... Maybe this is just overall since it's been It out. could be overall. Because I, I'm because, not sure. because here's the thing, Sonic One, Two, and Three, and Knuckles have been re-released so yeah, many yeah. times. Um, some of the new re-releases of it actually put the spin dash in. Yeah, the spin. That's as a kid that always annoyed me. And yeah. It probably would annoy me now as, yeah. a, as an adult. But there, there's so many. Like it's like the first Crash Bandicoot where those starting elements are there. But mm-hmm. to me, it kind of perfected it on right. on Crash Bandicoot Two, right. similar right. to Sonic. You know. 
Uh, well, real quick, let's take a side note here. Um, I saw something that was interesting about um, the design of Sonic, actually. Mm-hmm. Did you read that by any chance? So, I don't think so. So the detailed design of Sonic was aimed to be something that could be easily drawn by children yeah. and be familiar, as well as exhibit a cool attitude. Uh, representative of the United States at the uh, representative of the United States culture at that time. Uh-huh. Um, Sonic's blue pigmentation was chosen to match Sega's cobalt blue logo. Sure. Okay, yeah. um, his shoes evolved from a design inspired by both Santa Claus and Michael Jackson's shoes, <laughs> uh, with the addition of the red color, which was inspired by the contrast of colors on Michael Jackson's 1987 album Bad. Did not know that wow. either. Which, which uh, is funny with it, how Michael Jackson plays into Sonic a little bit later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll yeah. talk about that. Um, his personality was based on then presidential candidate and later president of the United States, Bill Clinton. What? <laughs> and Bill Clinton's get it done attitude during the 1992 presidential campaign. Hmm. I read that and I was like, hmm. hmm. I don't see it. I, that's the. You know, if you let I'm, Sonic stand around for too long, he will like look at you though. He'll look. At oh you yeah, like, uh, sometime like, today. Sometime, let's go. Sometime let's today, move. Let's go. Um, it's got nothing on Pac-Man game. Pac-Man. 2. Oh my god, that Pac-Man game. <laughs> Good god. That's another episode. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, episode, we dedicate episode just to Sega Genesis. Sega games. Genesis. We could. We could. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Did you also know Probably that not. that Sonic, being one of the most famous video game characters in the world. In 1993, Sonic became the first video game video game character to have a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think parade. I did know that. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember reading about that. Yeah. Um, in 1996, Sonic was also the first video game character to be seen in a rose parade. Wait, he really was the first video game character to get a balloon, like a, mm-hmm. before Mario. Mm-hmm. How did the, did Nintendo because, just not because care? Sega, because Sega, well, because Tom Kalinske is why. Tom Kalinske is why. Tom Kalinske was the president of, of Sega, uh-huh. uh, Sega America. Yeah. And I, to be quite honest with you, as far as targeting the American market, Tom Kalinske had more of an idea than Nintendo of America did. Yeah. It's just the way it was. Um, so, and a lot of people do do say that Tom is the reason why uh, Sega like dominated part of the 90s yeah um would you say it was it was tom's like, idea to put uh, to put sonic in as a play as, a, say as the, like 95 maybe something like that i would yeah yeah we'll get to we'll get to why here in a little bit yeah. um of what was the downfall of sega a little bit because there is some things to that i know the downfall of sega um, I know it. It came out in '93. It's the downfall of Sega. We're, I'm going to get to it here in a little. Bit. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Sonic was also one of the three game characters inducted into the inaugural Walk of Game class in 2005, along with Mario and Link from The Legend of Zelda. Wow. Cool. So a lot of people, I, I mean, we think those are the th- the three most memorable video game characters of the '90s. Those three. Yeah. Yeah, without question. Sonic and Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say uh, I would at maybe least say Donkey Sonic Kong and Mario hanging around there. Hanging around there somewhere. I would say Donkey Kong uh, probably around the '80s. I would say Mario and Donkey Kong and was probably. Uh, but as far as the '90s go, I would say Sonic and Mario were the. I wouldn't even say Link. I would say Sonic and Mario were the. But in two. retrospect, people will say that that's the actual best game. Those those uh, Zelda games are sure. probably like the best. Sure. Games. Okay. Um, as far as like, I guess getting, I need to get that. I need to. I've never you need pl- to play. I've Ocarina never played a Zelda game in my oh, life. Dude, Maybe need, I need to put it. You need put that on the list for this N sixty four. Ocarina of Time, at least, because okay. that I've seen people play it. And I'm like, oh, this looks so, so boring. It's actually not. I mean, I it's assume a it's a lot not of exploration. Yeah. Um, and honestly, um, Ocarina of Time is not that easy. I, I, it's I not that easy not. at all. Uh, I, I suffer with stuff that's not easy. Yeah. Well, you're, when you get to that water temple, Bubby, you're oh, going to have God, a time. Oh, God. You might be bringing that to me saying, beat this, please. Maybe. Um, anyway, so going back, so we, so Sonic 1 happened. You want to talk about Sonic 2? And Sonic 2 happened. It did. And, and, and Sonic a 2. A year later. What? A year later. A year later. That's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. You yeah. think that they had like... They had it already like somewhat created beforehand, or were just games a lot easier to to make at that time because it's mean, only sixteen bit. I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, a year that's game, like, it game doesn't take it, time unless you have like a, a sports game now. Like it, yeah. games don't take a year. It's like yeah. they like games five take years. six, seven, eight yeah, years yeah, depending yeah. on what what you've got the scale. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, back then 
technology wasn't as good as it was either. Yeah, yeah. So it, for them they to get, release they pop that out many, a game once a year. Yeah, um, if that's all you're working on. Especially a game of a song, like I, where, where I have here, one of the things I have here is that uh, the few criticism for Sonic 2 is that the game, the gameplay and the, the level designs were a little too similar to the first one. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think that this is just such an improvement yeah, on the first game. I agree. Like, so the fact that it was just like a year later, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, they, you know, they introduced that spin. They introduced the, the spin dash. And, uh, you know, one of the most iconic characters in Sonic, which is Tails. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which Tails kind of gets in the way sometimes. Oh, my, oh my right? God. <laughs> Tails, Tails, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's his purpose? You know, what's his purpose in life? What's his meaning? Does, yeah. he, get, does he solely exist to get in your way and annoy you? But still cute. Yeah. Cute little cute little fox. Not like that, that monster Tails that we see the meme of. That's, uh, oh. <laughs> not the monster Tails, but the gross, ugly-looking yeah. Tails. Yeah. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like him. Now, if they would if they would have continued with the design of the Sonic movie, oh my god, he probably would have looked like that. We will talk about the Sonic yeah. movie later too. But yeah, Sonic uh, Two. I'm thinking Sonic Two was the second Sonic game that I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I borrowed it from a cousin, mm-hmm. and I was very reluctant to give it back, so I probably kept it around for a little while. Well, Sonic Two, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Two is my favorite Sonic. I'll go ahead and tell you that. It's you know it's it's um, it's, it's, it's it's between this and another one for me, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, but it's great without question. I think uh, it's the, I, do you think do you think it's the easiest Sonic game? No, I think three is the easiest. I do, I, you know, I do too. But I, I do think it, this might be the easiest to get to the final level or final yes. boss. But I think that fi- that end of Sonic Two is hard. yeah. This, the end of it's Sonic hard. Two is is you very, can do very difficult. It. You can do it. It's just it's a little it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky, especially when you have no rings. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody that has one ring on that last yes. boss, yep. and you got it. Second you get hit, you're dead. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the music uh, composed by the same guy, featuring a very similar tone as mm-hmm. as the first one, but the, all bangers. Like chemical all, Chemical Plant Zone, my favorite. I think how the first that is my favorite. You know, the first level. You know, these levels do kind of. The reminiscent of the first one, especially the first mm-hmm. level. It might as well just be Green Hill Zone again. It, is, it pretty much is. And uh, I'm trying to remember the music, but there was a time there where I liked I liked the music for the first level more than Green Hill Zone. But mm-hmm. there's no way it's mm-hmm. not as good as Green Hill Zone. Uh, yeah, this game is a blast. I, the first game has those little like bonus levels that mm-hmm. you can get into, right? But this yeah. one is like a da- is like a, a race, mm-hmm. not a race, but you're with tails and you're. You're trying to avoid like these bombs and yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, that was those were always cool, but very annoying also because mm-hmm. tails definitely gets you. Tails gets in my the way. God, tails, get out of the way. But yeah, uh, but but the critics did uh, they did compliment the game with better visuals, uh, gameplay, music, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. the difficult difficulty level and similarities in the first game were a bit a bit criticized, but it still has amazing reviews yeah. across the board. Uh, I totally get. I think it's one of the it's one of the best games I've ever played. Yep, I can say that as someone who's probably played fifty games total in his whole life, <laughs> and the majority of them being Sega Genesis. <laughs> well, Caleb, um, your love for Sonic Three and yes. Knuckles. Well, I I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet because I did say that the downfall of Sega happened in '93. This is a Sonic game, but I think they like to pretend that it's not because it sucks. Sonic Spinball. Have you ever played this game? Oh, you're talking about the pinball game. It's it's called Sonic Spinball, not pinball. Sonic Spinball. It is awful. This is an awful. Is it bad? I don't think I've ever played it. '93. uh, Another one that I took for my cousin. Just took it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's their down. No, it's awful. It's awful. It's it's wildly different than the other Sonic games, but it's still not good at all. yeah, I took it from my cousin. Uh, in retrospect, even though I played it a lot, mm-hmm. even though it got really hard in like, in like level three and I mm-hmm. never got past it, uh, the game's pointless. It, when I'm looking at the first handful of Sonic games, this mm-hmm. is a, a pointless one. It don't, it feels like it's made by completely different people, and yeah. uh, it retrospect reviews get, gives it a 61%. Compared well, to the, the the first Sonic 1, 2, and 3, which all get above like 90 well, it was the you thing around that, this game. No, it was the thing around that time though is that they were all the time trying to figure out ways to branch out their yeah. mascot property into a, another genre of game. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they had Mario. Mario had um, a game called Doctor Mario, 
which was sort of like a wasn't necessarily a Tetris ripoff. I remember that. Uh, but yeah, they also had like Mario is missing, Mario Paint, Mario, yeah. Mario this, Mario that. Yeah. And I think so, I think Sega tried to test the waters with that, and it, got, it just they, didn't work. They went out of their lane, and yeah. it looks it looks to me it looks drastically worse mm-hmm. than even Sonic One. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. It's a very frustrating game. Mm-hmm. I need to say, but Sonic Three, on the other hand, was the first Sonic game I ever played. It was the game that I was introduced. It was the first video game I ever played. Period. Yeah. Because I got the Sega Genesis when I was a kid. I, let's say I got it when I was five. Mm-hmm. Let's say then, mm-hmm. which came out in '94. Um, played it. Played played the heck out of it. Loved it very very much. Even my parents played it a lot. Like my mom loved this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's your uh, first experiences with Sonic 3? Um, to be honest with you, I think my first experience with Sonic 3 was getting a collection for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever played Sonic 3 as a kid. I think I didn't play it until... Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think I played it until I got one of those collections. That's Um First time I ever beat it, though, was when you and I beat it at when my you, house. You and me played it, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because that... that that will always be a fond memory of you and I playing through Sonic 2 and 3 uh, in a day. Yeah. We, we played both of those games back-to-back yeah. back, uh, at my house, uh, and we beat them somehow. Uh, There's some tricky stuff on but, this yeah. Sonic 3. Uh, to me, this this was the easiest Sonic mm-hmm. game, despite that carnival level featuring that nearly impossible task where you're, you have to jump on this, this platform mm-hmm. and... Uh, Make it go so low where you can go underneath it to the next mm-hmm. part of the like I, I I remember vividly being stuck on that for like an hour mm-hmm. when they were like why why is yeah. this so needlessly difficult I think it was even difficult when when yeah. you and I were doing it we had to really like we really had to team up on that because I guess if you're using both Sonic and Tails it mm-hmm. might be slightly easier but yeah uh, circling back to we brought up Michael Jackson earlier yeah Michael Jackson composed portions of the soundtrack yep. on this but. Uh, Left the left the product and went uncredited, mm-hmm. um, but you can definitely hear some melodies from his song "Stranger in Moscow" in the end credit mm-hmm. music of the video yep. game. After you beat the game, it feels very like cathartic and yep. big, anthemic. Uh, but the music, I think, as a whole, feels drastically different than the first two games, yep. which I like. Yeah, it just it feels like way more like experimental and uh, maybe a little bit more industrial sounding. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, well, that is the end of, well, Knuckles, of course. Yes. I'm not done with this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Continue. Well, I, uh, you know, uh, I was going to, I was just going to. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean uh, Machine. Well, I forgot to say this about the Sonic 2, which is whatever. I'm just going to bring up Sonic 3. Uh, Sonic 3 was the top selling Sega Genesis game in February of, of 94, mm-hmm. and it became one of the best selling Genesis games, selling at least 1.2 million copies in the United States with uh, Sonic 3 and Sonic Knuckles selling a combined 4 million cartridges worldwide. I never never played Sonic and Knuckles growing up. I think the way that Sonic sold so much was because it was a packing game. So you bought the console, you got the game. Yeah. But at the time, packing games were the thing to do Mm -hmm. uh, because... The uh, the Super Nintendo had Super Mario World mm-hmm. as a pack-in game at times, um, so you you almost had to have it. You had to have a pack-in game in order to sell your console, um, and plus at the same time, uh, a pack-in game made it more affordable for people, because yeah. um, it felt like you were getting a free game. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was going to say something. Forgot what it was. Um, you were talking about Sonic Spinball. There was quite a lot of uh, of spinoffs for Sonic at that time too. Like I said, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which was kind of like a Doctor Mario ripoff. It felt mm-hmm. like now looking back on it now, probably was. Wow, uh, the game is slightly Mario ripoff, but it, yeah. it stands out enough yeah. uh, to where it Sonic doesn't feel like a complete ripoff. Sonic on the Game Gear. Oh God, dude! It was didn't so. It, it was it. so. I'll, I I didn't have it until I got a Game Gear in my uh, teen years when I was starting to really collect uh, video gaming yeah. stuff. Um, and let's just say, God, those nuts are terrible. Um, yeah, why did you eat them? I don't one? know. What are you why I ate those? Put those over to the side. What do you think? Sorry, folks. We snack while we uh, do this. Um, anyway, so it's. Um, 
Sonic <laughs> Sonic One on the Game Gear. Was it Sonic One on the Game Gear? One of the Game Gear games could never get past the first level. Mm-hmm. Because the problem was the screen was probably about the size of the palm of your hand. You saw one earlier when we were down yeah, there we were at, down at, the shop, at yeah. Atomic Comics. Sonic was always in the middle of the screen. Yeah. So you never could see what was coming in front of you. Mm-hmm. You died. Constantly. So it was just poorly, poorly, just poorly designed made. game. It was poorly yeah. made. So, Sonic on the Game Gear had a lot of not good games. Not good games. I can't tell you one Sonic game on the Game Gear that I enjoyed. You know, Myself. You know, past, That's just me. Past Sonic 3... Uh, Unless, 3D territory. Unless I'm misremembering, I have not played another Sonic game. There actually, there might have been this game on PS2, Sonic Racers. Was that a game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I played. I didn't. I hated it. Didn't like it. It just wasn't my. This is. I was like, mm-hmm. this isn't Sonic. Mm-hmm. This isn't the Sonic that I know. Mm-hmm. So I just abandoned it. Mm-hmm. Like I do with most things when it comes to video games. Well, I did not. Um, however, I did not play another Sonic game until. Sonic Adventure 2 on the Dreamcast. Okay. Now, here is the thing about... We were talking about the downfall of Sega and stuff like that. Nintendo announced the 64. Okay? Yeah. So Nintendo announced the 64 that it was going to be coming out whenever, and uh, the PlayStation was announced. So Sega's big idea was, we are going to bring out the Saturn. The Sega Saturn. Yeah. Do you remember the Sega Saturn? Oh, yeah. I, okay. wanted, I wanted one so bad. Okay. The Sega Saturn came out about... F- I want to say it was about four months before it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Because at the E3 Expo the year, um, Tom Kalinske, I believe it was who it was, went up on stage and said, um, the Sega Saturn is available now. And it literally, like, yeah, like that. And, yeah. The people that were selling it were not happy mm-hmm. because they had to rush these things out onto shelves without really knowing anything for or having anything for them. A lot of stores didn't have them yet. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, they were only sold exclusively at either Toys R Us and KB Toys or something like that. So... That was the first flop, the first yeah. the first downfall. Second downfall is is that the Saturn really didn't have a good Sonic game. Yeah, um, I believe it had Sonic. I want to say Sonic 3D Blast, but that might have been Sega CD. Yeah. But I don't remember there being a Sonic game that was really really good on I that. Yeah. Um, then again, I could be thinking something completely totally wrong. You're probably right. Um, if there was. I don't have any rec- recollection playing it. Yeah. Didn't own a Saturn though, so. But that was part of the downfall of Sega as a hardware company. That was the first hiccup. Mm-hmm. So we get to uh, Sonic Adventure. <laughs> Sonic uh, Sonic 3D Blast was on the Saturn. Okay. I don't remember that game. I want to say it was a two. Either. I think it was the two D anim, uh, the two D anim or two point five animation Sonic. Yeah. So it was kind of like an over the top aerial view of him, mm-hmm. and it just looked weird. Yeah. Me, so I never had any interest. Um, so we enter the world of three D with the Dreamcast. Uh, Sonic Adventure, uh, widely regarded as a great game. Is never, it? Never played it. Mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure 2, though, I did play. I started to get back into Sonic. I was like, oh, it's a 3D Sonic game. That sounds pretty cool. So I got Sonic Adventure 2 and put it in. The first the first stage of Sonic Adventure 2, you are <laughs> snowboarding mm-hmm. on a street in 3D with Sonic. So weird to me. It was so weird, but God, is it fun. Uh-huh. Sonic Adventure 2 is fun. So, played Sonic uh, Sonic Adventure 2, but the thing about Sonic Adventure 2 is is that you just don't play as Sonic. Yeah. You play normal Sonic missions, then you play as Knuckles, but you have to find gems uh-huh. in, like, places. You have to find the Chaos Emeralds and yeah, stuff yeah. In, in different maps and things. You gotta dig, and they never told you where to go. It was super hard. And then you got to the end of the game. When you got to the end of the game... If you did certain things in the game, the game would glitch. 
and you would fall through the floor at the very beginning of the episode or the very beginning of the stage, and you couldn't complete the game. Really? <laughs> yeah. This... There was no patches. Oh no. There was no around that time. There was no yeah. fixing that. I was one of those people oh, that got to the end stage and was never able to finish the game. So I never have beat Sonic Adventure 2. I still like Sonic Adventure 2 and think it's fantastic, mm-hmm. but never did complete it. And that sucks. Sonic. We need a Dreamcast. God. Sonic. Screw you, Sega. You think you know someone. You think you know somebody. And then they, but and then then, they fall through the floor. Yeah. But then, after that... Um, that was the last Ninten- or the last uh, Sega console was the Dreamcast. That was the last yeah. Sonic game to be on a Sega console. Mm-hmm. End of an era. Yeah. And what's funny is is that they ended up putting Sonic Adventure Two on the GameCube, mm-hmm. and that to eleven year old me was just like sacrilegious. I was like, "What is Sonic doing on a Nintendo console?" <laughs> Why is it? I was like, did Nintendo buy Sega? Yeah. What is, what is going on? What is this? It was like it was like my little eleven year old mind just could not wrap my mind around Sonic being on a Nintendo console. Yeah, and yeah, so that so that was the end of an era. There was a bunch of Sonic games. Uh, they that was the collection that I was talking about. The uh, the Sonic uh, one two three Knuckles. I think it had like I think it had Sonic Spinball on it, but I never played mm-hmm. it. But yeah, so. Sonic's been through a lot, dude. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the reboot, the Sonic, the Sonic the Hedgehog reboot? I don't think so. Oh God. Okay, so we're gonna get we're gonna get dark here. Okay, because this is as dark as you can get with Sega. Okay. So back in 2006, I think it was 2006, Sega had the idea: we're gonna reboot Sonic. We're gonna reboot him in a 3D world. You know, sort of like the adventure games. They were, and they said that this game would be just as good as Sonic Adventure One and Sonic Adventure Two. It wasn't. It was better. Let me tell you why it wasn't. They tried to make Sonic have a human love interest. That's the only way to do it. Like literally a love interest. Seems good. Which to me. is weird. They need to do it. They need to do it again. Do it in the movies. And and not to mention the fact that the game wasn't good. It was a uh-huh. buggy mess. Another game where you would just fall through the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's widely regarded as probably one of the worst Sonic games ever, and one of the worst games ever. Mm-hmm. It's dark times. But going back though, Sonic Adventure Two, we did get Shadow in that. Uh, in those games, so we did I, get a new character. I, I vaguely know Shadow. Vaguely know I Shadow. I don't know Shadow that well, but I know what mm-hmm. he looks like. Yep. It's black and yellow. Maybe. He's black and red. He's black and black red. and red. My bad. Jesus, Caleb. I don't know things. You act like he uses guns. Does he? Yeah, in Shadow the Hedgehog, he Gosh, uses what is it? What? Guns. Sonic. What? Are, what are you doing? Yeah, Sonic. It's also a weird game. It's very weird. Dumb. Very weird. But uh. But then we have games like Sonic Mania that uh, that is a a spiritual successor to those games. And Sonic Mania is awesome. Is it? It's so good. What's that on? Sonic Mania is on PlayStation Four, Switch, Xbox, PC. Um, I think that's it. But it feels like a true sequel to those classic two D yeah. Sonic games. And I've got it. I own it. I've played it. It's Really fun. One of these times, we're gonna have to sit down and beat it, because it's literally a reimagining of those first three games with some new stuff. But what they did was, is they actually took like ROM people that make their own Sonic levels and said, "Make Sonic levels for us." Oh, cool. So it's actually like people that are fans and love the game and want a good 2D side-scrolling Sonic game. Yeah, and it works. It's really good. I've put probably. I've put a good, I would say, seven, eight hours into that game, and I'm still not done with it. I don't know how long it is. I don't want to know how long it is. <laughs> uh, but it's very fun. Very, very fun. It feels like a very true-to-form Sonic game. And I'm super excited for the Sonic game that's coming out this fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you showed me that. Yeah. And uh, that looked, yeah, I would, I would definitely yeah. want to play that game. Yeah. It reminds me of the Super Mario games that came out a few years ago uh, for the Wii. 
uh, in the Wii U that was like a party top Sonic game. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you could just pick up a controller and go with your buddies and like complete a level. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I've talked for long enough. Go ahead. I, where, where, where are we at, though? Like, Anywhere where, you want. Where are we at? Pick up. Pick up uh, wherever. If you want to backtrack, we can backtrack. That's completely, totally think, up to you. I don't you. think I have much backtracking to do. Like I said, I only really played those Sonic 1, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a little bit of Sonic & Knuckles years later because I didn't have it growing up. Mm-hmm. But I had it when when I bought the uh, the collection on PS2 that had all those games on it. That's probably the same collection I that found, I had for GameCube. I found Cube. Sonic & Knuckles just way harder than Sonic 3, and I quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was at that age where I was like, no, I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. I was probably like 18. I yeah. was like, nah. It's like maybe seven year old me could have handled this, but not 18 year old me. I don't have the patience for this. I'm not quick enough anymore. But uh, don't next, have it in me. The next thing I have actually goes into Sonic the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, this is the next thing that I. Well, there was a TV show. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. There was, I there was some of it. I just yeah. don't remember it. Yeah, I don't. I guess remember that's when either. they got into like the chili dog stuff, where you like he like yeah. eating chili dogs. Yeah. Because he didn't do that in the video games. <laughs> Those first no, three games. No, at all. no, no. He was too busy eating rings. But yeah, uh, Sonic, Sonic, the, Sonic Hedgehog, the Hedgehog, uh, the movie, the movie. It was, uh, you know, it was released in 2020 after being pushed back. Yeah. To change the Sonic character design after but an absolute if, fan of outrage from the original. Design. And you know what? I was one of those people. <laughs> I was one of those people. You, if you, I don't know if you remember, but I said I'm not going to watch this. Uh, I'm not gonna watch this looked, if this is how he, he looks. Super bizarre. He looks so you know what? weird. He looked like a humanoid. It's still one of those things that after they changed it, made him actually look like Sonic. I was still looking at the trailer and I was like, I still don't think this looks very. It's not the design that didn't look good. I just thought the movie didn't look good. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of the last major movies to release in theaters before the COVID pandemic. It was yep. one of the last. It was one of the last few movies that yep. we watched. I've mean, a couple others. It was actually that. released the day after Valentine's Day. It was yeah, released uh, on the 15th. You know, despite being pushed back and not really loving the trailer, because uh, there was a lot of fart jokes. and there, I think there still was a lot of fart jokes in the movie, yeah, too. Yeah. But to me, it was still a fun movie. We and, were pleasant, uh, We both were pleasantly surprised surprisingly, by that movie. Surprisingly, still one of the most well-beloved video game movies, mm-hmm. which... With a it six, ain't saying with much. With a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So it's like, not saying much. Even with that, there's probably only like a I couple s- other movies that are, have like significantly higher scores than I that. can't think of a better video game adaptation of, a, of something. I can think of one or two. What's that? I liked I liked Detective Pikachu more than this. Okay, okay, sure, sure. I liked Sonic better, it, it but on if we're not, but Detective Pikachu is a good so movie. So I'm putting like The Last of Us in this because that doesn't count. It's a TV show. That's a TV show. I'm talking about like uh, a straight up movie. One other, I can think of another one that I like more than this, uh, but I'll get to that in a, in a little bit. That might be a spoiler. <laughs> that might be a slight spoiler. But okay. uh, <clears throat> despite uh, Sonic, I mean despite. Uh, Jim Carrey being the live. We haven't really talked about Dr. Robotnik. But, uh, but, uh. This episode is not about Dr. Yeah, Robotnik. Know, it is I about know, Sonic. He is the ongoing sort of antagonist yeah. of he the is Sonic the series. And, uh, Jim Carrey portrays him. He's a live action character. To me, he often steals the movie. Uh, oh, he does. It just basically. He just, does. He's basically just riffing, being Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there was a I script. I don't think that it's a it's a faithful adaptation of Doctor Robotnik in the slightest. It's not. But it doesn't need to be because it's just a Jim Carrey kind of riffing and he's he's funny. Legit, yeah. There's some legitimately funny stuff yeah. there. Uh, I think one of the biggest criticisms of the film and and the sequel is the fact that there's very very little use of, of music from the original. Video yeah, games. that is a it problem. It plays like a John Baptiste uh, cover of Green Hill Zone at the very end for like three seconds. Yeah, and that's it. It's unfortunate because the instead the musical score is just kind of a generic score for a kids' adventure film, yeah. which kind of sucks. I think that you could really utilize that score mm-hmm. if you, uh, you can go on YouTube and see that someone trans like translates the Green Hill Zone music into like movie score music. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, this would have been so yeah. epic, yeah. especially at the beginning when it shows Sonic like in his land and him going around yeah, in circles I've or whatever that. and the I've spins. That, that would have been awesome, but yeah. instead the music is totally not memorable in the slightest. Yeah. It's probably my least favorite thing about the movie, despite being... Just, it is. Even with there being fart jokes in there, I think the music... Like, come on, you have this... you have this. I don't know if it's one of those things where they can't use it, but then I look at 
Mario, and they were able to use a lot of yeah. pieces from the original Mario yeah. uh, video games. And I don't know. Well, what's the thing? It's like I don't necessarily would see why they wouldn't be able to use it. But I'm I'm like you. I think they wanted to appeal to a mass, a more mass audience than just fans of the video games. Which is they wanted that kids' money. It's dumb because. Because if the if you would like you obviously you can't like note for note use the music from the original one like you have to like recreate it and like right. work it into like the mood of the movie, but I mean like nobody's losing there if you do that. Yeah. It becomes if anything a better movie and a yeah. score that you'll want to go back and listen to because yeah. you're like oh I get to hear these new versions of this music that yeah. I loved growing up. But uh, yeah, Sonic t- Sonic Two uh, to me is kind of better than Sonic, Sonic Two. Son- yeah, Sonic yeah, Two is better. I think it's kind of better. You know, it has a it has a, a 69% Rotten Tomato score, which is a little bit higher. I don't understand the scores. I don't know. I don't know what movie they're. I don't know what movie they're watching. I kind of do. I kind of do. Under I, if if you're just a movie critic that hasn't that has never played a Sonic game and doesn't care about Sonic or anything like that, I, I, I get it. To me, there's a there's a little bit of nostalgia when I'm watching it, despite it like trying so hard to like to not. Like cater to me, right? To cater to right. my needs, right? Be like, oh, this is a little kids movie, but I still acknowledge that it's a little kids movie, right? And they're 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 fun for what they are. Mm-hmm. And this one obviously introduces Tails and Knuckles. Yeah, uh, I think Knuckles is, is pretty funny. Yeah, in this movie. Uh, well, the beautiful thing is, is that the voice actor for or for uh, for Tails is the voice actor from. The games. Oh, what was it? Yeah. Okay. So that's really cool. cool. Um, see Idris Elba yeah, plays and Idris Elba plays Knuckles, and, and which was weird when we first heard it. But then yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, box office. This made four hundred five million on a ninety to one hundred ten million dollar budget. Uh, became an even bigger success yeah. than the first movie. Obviously, there wasn't a pandemic r- happening right after this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, to, do to, you to think prevent that from happening? Do you think Sonic One would have made that much money? Well, Had it not been for well, COVID. it made three hundred nineteen point seven million on a ninety million dollar budget. It was a, it was a success, uh, and it came out in February. Yeah, and so then it about, was out. It was so out about, about a month, month, about a month before uh, before you know March thirteenth mm-hmm. or whenever mm-hmm. everything got, got shut down. So maybe uh, you got you got to think that maybe this movie did really good on the home rentals. Yeah, yeah, you know because they're really pushing it, everything. Well, early. that's that's what I'm saying. It's like how. What did it? Do you have it pulled up by any chance? What did it make worldwide, though? What did Sonic One make worldwide at the box office before the pandemic? Three hundred nineteen million dollars. Okay, so three. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it I, wasn't like I, a huge. It was, you know, I'd say most of that might have been domestic. Okay. Uh, okay. But I mean, you know, they're not. This isn't Marvel money. <laughs> no, but I it's think still impressive for a Sonic video game. Movie, I mean. Making four hundred five million dollars on a hundred million dollar budget's not not bad at all. And plus, not to mention the fact that the y'all from the way it was when I was a kid, there is so much more Sonic merch like merchandise now yeah. than there ever was when I was a kid. Yeah, like there's the there's like toys and clothes and, and I have a Sonic blanket. Yeah, bl- so, yeah, blankets, yeah. bed sheets. There's Sonic curtains now, Caleb. I've seen them. Sonic's big. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's movies, like Sonic the was, movies. If anything, just elevated. Sonic there. was big in the '90s, but there's like this huge resurgence of yeah. of and, yeah, I, and yeah. I know it's '90s nostalgia, yeah, but it's pop culture. But heroes. right now, it's like he's surpassed. Past that '90s nostalgia, now it's iconic what he is now. Oh, yeah, it's just like not... Mario; he's it's iconic. These two yeah. video game characters that have just surpassed anything what, video what game you, related. Let me let me ask you this: What okay. do you like more? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in both Sonic movies here. Okay. Do you like the Sonic movies more? Or did you like the Super Mario uh, Brothers movie more? Oh God, that's hard, dude. Because I, because as someone who hasn't played. Really, any of the Mario games, mm-hmm. I can I could just tell that it was a better adaptation of the video games, mm-hmm. making it maybe better than the Sonic movies. It might have been better. I think the Sonic movies. Okay, here's the thing about the Super Mario movie, and this is from somebody that has has yeah. played both of them. So it, it's both nostalgic. Both of them are nostalgic yeah, to yeah. me. The Sonic movie is better because of Jim Carrey. Okay, in that regard. But, 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 on a nostalgia standpoint, Super Mario blows Sonic out of the water. Because Super Mario has the music, mm-hmm. it has the, it, Super Mario has the, 
the music, the energy, the comedy that you expect from both of those, Easter, from all those characters, Easter the Easter eggs yeah. and everything. So as a as a more faithful adaptation nostalgia trip, yeah. absolutely Super Mario. It's a better super. It's a very very uh, uh, better video game. better video game movie. But as a as it trying to be its own thing, I would say Sonic is better. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's tough. And you plus, know. you got to think, though, too, Sonic is in a live action setting when Super Mario is a completely animated, yeah. in its own universe situation. While Sonic is trying to be this live action animation yeah. hybrid. Now, if you would have took Sonic and put it in like a Super Mario universe like situation, don't know. I'm don't not know. Lie. Part of me wishes that the Sonic movies were fully animated. Oh, I agree. I agree. Because whenever you, when, once you go into that live action with CG, CG animated mm-hmm. uh, characters, there, there's always going to be like a, a small, ever so small sense mm-hmm. of Alvin and the Chipmunks in there. Yeah. And I think that the Sonic movies, despite the Super Mario Brothers movie being fully animated, I think the Sonic movies are more childish than the Super Mario movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's more childish humor. You know, you got the fun yeah. jokes and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's close. They're, yeah. they're pretty, like, as far as, like, overall products, they're, they're close. Yeah. Neither of them are doing a disservice to video game movies. No. If anything, they're, no. they're, they're a few of the best. I don't think they're doing a disservice to their properties either. Me neither. Um, I don't... So, so, I, but I'd say Sonic more so than, than Mario is doing a yeah. disservice. I feel, the, I feel that Sonic takes more of a chance with being, like I said before, its own thing and yeah. trying to distinguish itself as its own universe yeah. compared to Super Mario. Sure. Now... Whether or not we ever get a second Mario movie, don't know. We will. <laughs> I don't know. Do according well, well, to well, you might get other, to, you might get spinoffs. Yeah, if anything. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, it took. Uh, I, I was reading an article the other day that, that Zelda is the next one. Zelda's the next movie we're getting. Well, that may be true, but but, but Mario is the most successful movie of this year. So I far. swear to so, you, dude. They're gonna make a. It, they've got. They're gonna make a. They've Nintendo got their universe. thing now. They've got a Nintendo universe. I'm telling you. That's going to be the next huge thing that happens. So is this with all going to be a illumination? I they, think so. They need something. My I gosh. think so because they're just riding on that. Minions. I think. I think. Here's the thing. If I'm pitching this to Nintendo, if I'm pitching this to yeah. Nintendo and I'm illumination, I'm gonna be like, okay, you're. We're gonna make faithful adaptations of your. And I know we've went completely off the Sonic train. Yeah, I, 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 there's nothing else I know of. Sonic, so, so if I'm being honest with you, we. We go off of off of the okay. So this is what we're going to pitch to you with Mario. This is we're going to make a faithful adaptation as close as we can without making a side-scrolling or 3D jumping through paintings Super Mario 64 style random level yeah. type of movie. Mm-hmm. That's going to be your first movie. Second movie is going to be The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a faithful adaptation of Ocarina of Time. It's yep. the most popular. Yep. It is the most popular and the widely regarded is probably the best Zelda you game know, of all maybe time. Maybe I bought this Nintendo 64 right at the right time. <laughs> Get to these games mm-hmm. where they're creating this whole new movie universe yep. with all these Nintendo. Yep. It seems like the thing that they're really leaning towards is the N64. Because mm-hmm. I guess that's what the bulk of the yep. nostalgia. I know some people still have a lot of SENS yep. uh, nostalgia, but... I think of our age group, it's this yeah. N64 in that era of the mm-hmm. mid-90s to late 90s. And and the thing of it is, too, with, with, the, with doing a Zelda movie, especially if you do Ocarina of Time, you don't have... It's... Ocarina of Time is a more singular story and linear story than something like Breath of the Wild. Even though Breath of the Wild and, and Tears of the Kingdom that's out now is... This vast open world and has like the Tears of the Kingdom has probably the best reviews of all time. It's yeah. widely regarded as, as from a critic standpoint, the best Zelda game ever. That's but I'm gonna but for me I'm pitching it as we're gonna make this faithful, not geared toward children, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be more based toward a, a teenager, but still make it for kids. That's what I was gonna ask. Like for me, all my knowledge of Zelda. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems like a more sophisticated video game it than is. Mario. So, it is. what if they minionize it, minionize it, and uh, make it but here's like the, a Despicable Me okay. Link movie? But here's the thing: there's precedent for that because there are Zelda games that he is a kid. Don't do it. But you know, but Don't here's the th- but but they could because Don't. 
in there's a there's a game called Link's Awakening where he is a kid and it looks like almost like one of those animated like chibi movies. Now, now tell me this. Yes. Since I, I there's since I, I have no more Sonic information. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're getting off. We're just well, going into well, video game. I have nothing now. else of Sonic. If I'm, no, that's my last thing with same, Sonic too. Same. Uh, so Nintendo, we're mm-hmm. talking. Does Pokemon go into Nintendo? Pokemon is because that was is on, the, on a Nintendo system. Yeah. But it's by a company called Game Freak. Okay. And they license. So that's for not going to be a part of it. It is a Nintendo prop. It could be. Okay. I think though the problem with Pokemon doing a Pokemon movie is the fact that you have to be very very faithful to that. And they've done a Pokemon. Did, they've done the Pokemon Pikachu. movies. Well, I mean, they've done Pokemon movies before. They, they did. They did the anime movies back in the yeah, '90s, yeah. in the 2000s. They didn't get very good reviews, right? But they, um, are, but they are Pokemon. But for no me, doubt. for me, yeah, for me, if I'm Illumination, you're doing Mario, yeah, Legend, Legend of, Zelda, of Zelda. You do Star Fox, you do Metroid, and then you do um, Mega Man. No, Mega Man is Capcom. Uh, no. And you do um, Nintendo. Oh God, uh, Kirby! You do a Kirby movie just just okay. just to see if we can make money. You do five movies like that, and Golden then Eye. we've done animated. Golden. No, animated. <laughs> but you do all that. You do that. Okay. Yeah. You do those Donkey Kong. You do a Donkey Kong movie. He was in. He was in what you call it. Yeah. I mean, we're he was just, in just Mario. Like we're, just do we're, a Donkey we're, Kong we're movie. We're no doubt going to get a Donkey Kong. Do a Donkey movie. Kong. Okay. So that's yeah. your that's your six movies. We're gonna get okay? a Luigi. Luigi Luigi movie too. Probably. Get a Luigi's Mansion movie. That'd be cool. I feel like they kind of did some of that in this yeah. new one. That would be really cool to do not? like a Luigi's Mansion type movie. But anyway, so that's your quote unquote first phase. Yeah. And you end that phase with a Super Smash Brothers movie. Sure. They can make a story out of it. They can. There's a story in the game for it. Okay. See, so I always, whenever you talk about the Lego movie and stuff like that, I think of. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Because the the whole point of Super Smash Brothers is these these things aren't the actual people yeah. fighting each other. Yeah. They're toys. Yeah. They're little uh it, it's literally the whole president of the game is that it's a bunch of figurines that this little kid with hands are causing them to fight. Well, did you did you say did you say Yoshi anywhere in there? You could get a yeah well, because you get a Yoshi you know how the movie ends yeah so I mean like yeah. I mean uh, so Yoshi's going to be in part two. What, we know what, that. what we're saying is that this is all leading to a Mario Sonic mashup somehow, some way. <laughs> Listen, here's so the Paramount thing. Put, puts out Sonic, and mm. I don't think Paramount's that's not Illumination. What is Illumination? I don't know. What is Illumination? A Universal, maybe. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If they they still could work out some sort, what we don't know exactly what um, what rights Paramount has with Sonic, yeah, because Netflix has animated rights right now to yeah. Sonic. They're making a, they're so making weird. a new game. If I'm not mistaken, Marvel just like Disney or Marvel or whatever just got back the rights for the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, so we might yeah. see more so, Incredible Hulk stuff. So literally, it could be that yeah. the only thing that paramount owns is a live action version of yeah sonic Mm -hmm. if they wanted to create an animated version they could easily go to elimination yeah so it it it, it's weird how like you said how the rights work but i think that if nintendo can get it going and get off the ground with it i think they've got something with their uh with their movie universe that they're trying to make they did a good job with Mario. I know people. I know some people I did it. not like that movie and think that it's just I like it. childish nonsense. But for gamers, hey, gamers like that movie, dude. Yep. But yeah, Caleb, that's it. Anything else about Sonic? That's the end of the episode. Uh, I don't got it. I don't. I really don't got anything else. I mean, I go play Sonic One, Two, and Three if you get the chance at least. Not Sonic Spinball. Not Sonic Spinball. Play, that. play Knuckles too. Play Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, play that too. It play looks, play it looks, Sonic it looks and pretty because it's good. It looks great. It's there's good. mushrooms. There's <laughs> of all things. There's mushrooms. It's like the very first level of like a mushroom planet. Yeah, yeah. Sonic.exe. <laughs> Go play that. You know about Sonic EXE? I don't care. Oh, <laughs> well, fine then. Screw Sonic. I'm so over Sonic now. 
I'm over it. I got a Nintendo 64 now. I'm over you're you're Sonic. over Sonic. You're I'm over, over it now. Sonic. I know. And here's the thing: we have missed so much with Sonic because Sonic is so vast. Go read up oh, on yeah. Sonic. I don't know much. You know, there's I'll there's two, the there's so much. I know, really. So well. So what'd you say your favorite song was? Green Hill Zone. Is that what it was? Uh, uh sure. I really like the Labyrinth Zone. Okay. Song. You know, I don't know. Tough. Chemical you know, Planet Chemical Zone. Chemical Planet Zone is really good. I do. It's my favorite. Can't yeah. help it. And three is your favorite game. Yeah, I think so. Two is it's my the favorite. most different out of those first three. So okay. yeah. Well, folks, um, let's. See what we got here. Drawing, drawing, drawing. Caleb, next week. Oh gosh. We are talking. Oh no. Best movie soundtracks. Aww. So we're getting a little mashup of both things. Movie soundtracks. We're getting movies and music next week. So what are we? We talking soundtracks or? Original score. We're talking soundtracks. Soundtracks. So the music that. So the music in the movies. Okay. So you can talk scores if you want to. I'm not Uh, because I don't really pay attention to scores that much. I might mix it up a little bit. Sure. That's fine. You can do a mix of both where there's original songs and score. Doesn't matter. I can do that. Uh, Anyway. So, folks, again, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, Go check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles on their Facebook once again. Come to Logan, check out their store. It is now open, uh, and you heard their hours earlier. I think it was Tuesday through Saturday. Was I believe that so. Right? Tuesday through three Saturday. Day, I, believe, I believe three to eight. Three to eight. Uh, gives you time to go and see them after work. Uh, yeah. Come down here and see them in their awesome store. It's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get better. Uh, Caleb, where can people find us? They can find us by typing in chat from a hat on Facebook. We also have an Instagram, a Twitter TikTok, and you can email us by emailing at chatfromahatcast at gmail.com. Right. Well, Caleb, uh, one last thing. We are recording this on Juneteenth, so happy Juneteenth to everybody. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you next week about our best or favorite movie soundtracks. <laughs>